I didn't want to fail or give up either because it's like, okay, I chose not to go to university for this. And it's something that when you genuinely enjoy it and you like the process and you like the hustle, it's just, it's easy. Like I've, I've been in it for so long now from such a young age, I learned the right way right away. So now it's just, it's a lifestyle. It's right. not, I don't see it as a career or a business. It's just, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. I'm your host, Deepak Sharma, and this podcast aims to connect communities through conversation. I truly believe that all human beings are fundamentally the same and really kind of want the same thing, so I like to have conversations with people from different walks of life to explore just that. This week, I chat with my friend Anna Tran, a real estate broker with Remax Realty who has a genuine passion for all things property. Some of her accomplishments include being named one of Remax Ontario's top realtors under 35 at the age of 22, being the youngest person on the Ottawa Board of Trade, as well as buying and flipping a house at the age of 22 and doing all this without a formal university education. Drive around Ottawa and you'll see Anna Tran lawn signs everywhere, so you know she's absolutely killing it in real estate. In our episode, we chat about millennials and real estate, uh, investing and flipping properties, the benefits of solo travel, and so, so much more. I really hope you enjoy this episode, and just remember, it's not that deep. Anna Tran, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on it. It's so great to have you here. Uh, we've been talking about it for a very long time, have had a few reschedules, but we're finally <laughs> here. Um, you're a super interesting person. Aww. You really, really inspire me. Like, I actually mean that Thank from you. the bottom of my heart. And for people who don't know, you are a real estate agent at Remax Realty. Um, you bought and flipped a house at age 22, which is mind-blowing. We'll definitely get into that. Um, and also, you've you've done like some really interesting thing. You've been on like the board of, talk to me about what is that board of trust something? <laughs> I think you're talking about the uh, Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce. That's like, that's at, at your, our age to have already accomplished those kinds of things. That's super awesome. I'm really excited to have you here. Um, let's first like talk about your story a little bit. Let's rewind before real estate or anything. Tell us like how you even got into it how you even got there. Oh, okay. So my parents immigrated here from Vietnam right after the Vietnam War. Uh, my parents never had a chance to go to school, high school. They had to work the farming land. Third world country, typical story. You know, one at the white picket fence, the American dream. Uh, so they came to Canada. They had already had my brother and sister, and then they had me and my younger brother while we were here. And the one thing, like, I didn't see my parents very much growing up just because they always worked odd and end job just to kind of make make everything meet, right? Mm -hmm. Put food on the table. Uh, I didn't realize that growing up. I realize it now. <laughs> but the one requirement they had was, like, you need to get a good education. You need to go to school. That was something that we weren't privileged enough to have. We want you to get into the best schools, get the best degrees. And my older brother was like the example child of that. Like, you know how annoying it is having like a sibling that's just so perfect, never parties, never goes out, uh, on a roll every single year in high school, full scholarship to university, gets a CPA, gets this cushiony job. Then it's like, shit, I have to live up to that, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like str struggling making it through high school. And it's a uh, lot of expectation. 100%. Yeah. And the one thing that I've always had since I was younger was work ethic. I love hustling. I love working. Um, even after 
grade six, I'd go work at my parents' friend's nail salon, just making anything I can. I always worked several jobs throughout high school, and that's where I kind of landed on real estate. So I started interning for one of Ottawa's top real estate teams, and then they hired me after. They said, you know what? We like what you're doing. Just stay on, do admin, do marketing. And this was after school, along with my two other weekend restaurant jobs. And this is in high school when I was about 17. So I started, no, I actually started when I was 16 in real estate interning, and then I got hired when I was 17. Um, And my whole my whole goal was to go to school because that's what my parents wanted. And mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of do what my older brother did and go to a really good commerce school, maybe Queens or even Ottawa U or anything, go for business, get a degree. And I would have had to pay for university out of my own pocket on my own. And, and that's expensive, right? Like I wasn't going to get a scholarship. I wasn't that kind of smart kid. <laughs> um, so I worked a lot and I wanted to save money to go to university because I knew it would be a lot of money. And I was talking to the guys I was working for one day. And by the way, throughout high school, 17, 18, I was sending them leads for real estate. Like I'd meet people at grocery stores and they'd be like, oh, like, you're so cute. What do you do? I'm like, I work with a real estate team. You should buy and sell. You know what I mean? So I was hustling. I was sending them uh, business and they would (laughs) give me like $400. And I thought that was huge. Oh, yeah. I I was like, (laughs) oh, man, like I'm making bank, right? Yeah. Uh, So... (laughs) (laughs) And then I didn't realize how much they were making. That's the funny part. So one day they said, like, do you know how much you could actually make? Instead of paying to get a business degree, why don't you take a year off and try starting your own business? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's do it. So just like that, I'm like, I'm not going to school. I'm not going to university. Let's try this real estate thing out. Oh, my God. And I was so terrified to tell my parents. Well, that's the big thing, right? How are -hmm. are they going to react to that when they're like typical like immigrant mm-hmm. parents who are like you got to go to school you got to get the That's education it. how'd you break it to them i i just told them i said i i don't think this is for me they're like yeah we didn't think you'd make it through university either <laughs> i thought they, i love that <laughs> i thought they beat my ass honestly i thought i'm like all right i'm getting like shunned from the family and they said they're like you know what we know every single one of our kids of course we would have liked if you got it but you're going to do just fine. We believe in you. And that was all I needed. And from there, uh, when I was 18, I spent the year to get my real estate license, got licensed at the end of 2015. So this is about my fifth year in real estate sales. Wow. Wow. And I even remember back then, I I even knew you back then, even before you were officially a real estate agent, when you were still doing the Aurea, like Mm -hmm. like all those courses and stuff that you had to do. And I always like it interested me how how much of like a laser focus you had even at that younger age of like I want to do this thing I'm gonna do this thing and now here you are really doing this thing well you know what like I I didn't want to fail or give up either because it's like okay I chose not to go to university for this and it's something that when you genuinely enjoy it and you like the process and you like the hustle, it's just, it's easy. Like I've, I've been in it for so long now from such a young age, I learned the right way right away. So now it's just, it's a lifestyle. It's right. not, I don't see it as a career or a business. It's just, it's a lifestyle. Right. You don't, you don't feel like oh, I got to turn it off when I go home and mm-hmm. then just completely unplug and relax. It's you, I can tell that you actually enjoy it. You, mm-hmm. you enjoy every part of the process as much, if not more than the outcome. Yeah, there's busy times and there's slow times. And 
there's flexible times yeah. and you got to love every part of it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm just uniquely who I am, regardless if in my career or not. So well, I'm just who I am. I think it's really important what you brought up earlier about your parents kind of showing that faith in you, though, mm. and that, hey, you, you're not doing this one thing, but you're still like we still believe in you and whatever you're going to do, you're going to be successful at. And like people don't realize like at a younger age, like those catalyzing moments, like how much they actually affect the trajectory of your life. Because let's say they had like cracked the whip and like, no, you're going to university. You you have to do the four years. I don't care what you do after that, but you have to do this. Like you would have just, you probably would not have enjoyed it yeah you probably would have got your degree knowing you you probably still would have like done it but would you have then Mm -hmm. you know started this career now it's very interesting yeah and you see how people are as grown adults it's a direct reflection of how they were raised and how they were brought up yeah like i saw my parents work hard growing up right so when people say like where do you get your work ethic from it's well (laughs) that's all i really know so um, but then again, you also see kids get neglected by their parents. Then that's how they turn out as an adult. All your traits are directly reflected to you. I hundred percent agree with that. And you know, a lot of a lot of our actions actually, I feel like, stem from fear a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And if you're conditioned to fear things you're not going to take risks you're not Mm -hmm. going to do things that could put you in a position where you know your parents are going to be disappointed and it's such a natural thing as like uh the children of immigrant parents to you just want to make them proud because they've already sacrificed so much so what's the easiest way i could do that yeah but sometimes and actually I'd, I'd even go so far to say as like most times if you actually really just follow your gut and like hey this thing like i i don't want to wake up at age 80 like i i never did that thing Mm, that's it if i don't do it i'm actually letting them down more in the long run i don't know if you uh well we saw each other at the local talks while we had an after party (laughs) (laughs) um so a guy came up to me from the local talks that i hadn't seen in years and his i know his buddy and his buddy referred me to his parents to buy an income property okay and he came up to me at the local talks night and said, Hey, I wanted to let you know before I forget, I've been meaning to tell you this like years ago, but the fact that, you know, you helped his parents buy an income property that made a bigger effect than you realize because his parents, and these are older, like they're our age. He said, you know, they always thought of us as kids and that, you know, we don't know what we're doing. And he said, you know, you proved that we have network that's valuable to them. And he just came up to me and thanked me. And it was just, and again, immigrant parents, they, it's a different dynamic. And you know, growing up with an immigrant parents, you always have to work up to their respect and work up to um, gain their trust or like, oh, I'm an adult now. You know, it doesn't matter to them. Absolutely. Uh, so that was so heartwarming to hear him say that, hey, that made a big impact on our lives because now like his parents respect us on an adult level because, you know, we have that network and we know what's going on and we're connected. Yeah. Well, our parents can learn as much from us as mm. we learned from them growing up. And it's something that you touched on, the impact you could have. And that's yeah. that's really interesting to me. When you first got into real estate, what was kind of the mindset of what this career is like? Just thinking, what is real estate mm. like to you? And then 
now what you know about the industry yeah what are some of the biggest disparities oh man it's such a big industry everything from first home to investment properties multifamily mortgages everything it's such a complex but also so simple like it's so complex yet so simple uh when i started in real estate sales i thought oh like this is fun. I get to show people condos and houses and help them buy their first home. And now I realize it's so much more than that. Now I'm in the game of, you know, flipping and I've helped developers tear down houses and build from scratch and seeing the profits and seeing the difference it makes in people's lives. And uh, it's it's just so much wider than I thought it'd be. And you can really niche certain markets, uh, certain demographics, like figure out what I figured out what I like the most, and now I focus on that. And which is what? Uh, I love, of course, working with first-time home buyers because that's that's our age, so it's the easiest uh, to connect with. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not your dad's realtor, right? They want to work with someone that connects with them, that they relate to. But I also love the investment aspect of it: buying income properties, flipping houses. Uh, I. Did a few developments on this street that we're on. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love the actual development game and seeing homes be built from ground up. Before yeah. I started in real estate sales uh, in 2015, I did new construction development okay. uh, with domicile. So I was on their sales site. I saw condos being built from ground up. I saw the different packages and finishes. And that's why I have appreciation for homes, design, construction. Uh, that's one thing. I think I'm particularly good at like I could see a piece of land and say hey with this zoning you could build up to this you can sell it for this and that's how you're gonna flip a profit and I, I love that it's just the hustle you know interesting mm -hmm. so you're able to look at something and objectively tell hey based on location based on this mm -hmm. based on blah 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 all these factors mm -hmm. you know this is probably going to be the value of it and stuff uh yep there's two houses I sold down the road where it was a 1920s home and I said hey I have this property, I can sell it to a developer off market. They can sever the property into two parcels, build two homes on it. And like, yeah. what's, you know, like, so I think I sold it for in the 700s. Yeah. They tore it down, built two new ones. And I have, I think, the highest price sale in Westboro for wow. semi detached right now. And it's the one that my developer uh, uh, built. So this is nuts because I, I didn't want to just graze by that point. Like, I, like, I live in the Westboro area mm. and obviously I'm not in one of those, you know, million dollars yet, those big properties yet. But just walking down my street, uh, this is like this is really like what a big part of why I respect your hustle is I'm walking down the street. I see Anna Tran. Really? What? What's going on? OK, that that's one. OK, mm -hmm. then I see two and then there's four. You Thank sold you. four properties on my street alone. And that's just a part of your portfolio. You're out here killing it. Yeah, but you know what, though? It's although it seems like glamorous and fun and selling million dollar homes, it's like I really hustle to keep these oh, yeah. clients because as a developer client or a hot client, everyone's going after them. There's 3,600 realtors in Ottawa. Wow. They're getting calls every single day with good offers. Mm -hmm. right so i have to bring something that's unique to my offering not just another property on market or if it's a property on market why should they buy it with me and it's building that connection and follow through following up following back everything yeah. um and also it's it's hard for people to wrap their minds around why should i sell my million dollar property with a 23 year old girl mm. what the hell do you know about selling real that's estate that's something right? i was definitely <laughs> going to bring up because people probably look at that and mm -hmm. you know 
you know, if you want to, however you want to look at it, they're just going to look at your age and think that's how experienced mm -hmm. or how, how much you know about this industry. How do you counteract these objections at first? You know what? I uh, don't even think twice about it because although these quote unquote weaknesses could plague you and could be negative and could be a detriment to your sales, I've only seen it as an advantage. Right. Like my age has been the biggest advantage in everything I've done. And people, yes, some people are more traditional, but people also see me like, man, this girl has a reputation to build. She has a whole career ahead of her. Even though she might not know all the answers, she's going to like, She'll they know <laughs> I'm going to get them. Yeah. I'm going to figure them out and I'm going to hustle twice as hard to prove it to them. Whereas maybe some of these older generation realtors, they think, well, you know what? Like, they'll just come to me. The business will come to me. Like, I, I have 20 years of experience. It doesn't matter how experienced you are. What matters is how hard you're going to work for the client. Right. And you, I got to be two steps ahead. Okay. Right. And be so much smarter to prove my worth to them. But I've never seen vigilant. it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it as an issue. So let's take a step back. And for people listening who might not even know about the day to day kind of things that a real estate agent like yourself does, let's talk about all the activities and even the mundane, boring ones that like people aren't going to see mm -hmm. when they Google like, real estate mm. agent average salary yeah. or this or that or like you know some of the more sexy aspects that mm. are shown on the outside yeah so it's hard with hgtv because <laughs> yeah million Property dollar listing brothers, yeah. Listing, yeah it's only the fun part which is walking through the listings right the majority of the work is paperwork legal work and in, in a market like the one we're in now it's bidding wars and a mm. lot of disappointed buyers because yeah. how are you going to explain to a first-time home buyer that he needs to pay fifty thousand dollars no conditions over asking or he's not going to get this condo in orleans you know what i mean <laughs> it's uh so it's a lot of tough conversations uh and it's a lot of lead generation because like i said everyone and their mom wants to kind of get into real estate because they watch hgtv Absolutely. and they think it's glamorous there's homes where i can't even take my shoes off to walk in because there's missing flooring wow like some homes are terrible right it's only like the top 10 percent of homes that actually look decent mm -hmm. right and those are priced with that in mind exactly yeah. exactly um and it's also working with people who are getting a divorce mm. that's sensitive yeah you know everything from people who are pregnant <laughs> you yeah, know yeah uh so it can be hard conversations and people don't realize that this is a really big purchase like a home is one of the biggest purchases some people make in their entire life yeah. so that is stressful i'd say most people like mm. you're probably not throwing around that much money yeah six in figures a in a down payment yeah yeah, so it can be very, very stressful, and I understand that, and it's walking them through that. Yeah. Or if it's an investment, people bank on, like, this investment better be what it is, and the market better not turn, and the marketing better be right, or, like, I'm going to lose everything, right? So for someone, you know, who might be listening and wants to get into real mm -hmm. estate, what are some of the most important skills you've had to work on outside of just the actual you know, nitty gritty of real estate, but actual like personable skills that you had to work on or you'd recommend people work on to deal with those challenges? Everyone's so different and it depends on what your strengths and weaknesses already are. Um, this one, I would say 
is one of my strengths. It's just being very self-aware. And it's because I've also been in it since I was so young. I got to know what I'm better at and worse at. And if you're, if you could develop skills of being self-aware, that'll help you so much in the long run. And skills I've developed is personality charting people. So I chart people in, let's say like a disc chart where they land on the spectrum of personalities. So say you have a couple that's viewing a house. The husband is this alpha type personality, but the wife is, you know, more, let's say like caring type personality. How do you cater to sell them that house? Right? Like, what do you say? How do you react? Because you got to kind of adapt your personality to match your client absolutely, and mirror their energy. Right. So that's something that gets taken used to. It's just basic sales skills, right? And it's yeah. being genuine at the end of the day, like and just being you. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's one thing I've noticed even like when talking with you, you're fully there mm-hmm. when you're having a conversation with you. Your mind's not darting seven other places. You're there, you're present Thank and you. you're able to carry any conversation whether it even be about the weather yeah. or some bs like it's mm-hmm. just you're there and that's a very important skill to have because it's i'm like not to shit on anybody but there's a lot of people who don't have that mm-hmm. and it's a it, it's an important especially mm-hmm. when you're dealing with everybody you meet could be a potential client that's it and so you're not it's not that you're trying to sell everyone mm-hmm. but everyone is a potential like if you keep good energy with Mm -hmm. them and are able to match their energy this could lead to something in the future and so that's i like that about you that's really cool thank you that's awesome um so we did touch on it a little bit but what do you what do you think about some of the trends for uh house prices in ottawa um because you exclusively deal with ottawa yeah. at this point in your career correct yeah. so how do you feel about like some of the different markets in mm-hmm. ottawa give us like your kind of overview yeah. because we did touch on it's a hot market yeah so i work with a global brand a lot of my business actually comes from out of town okay so i have partners in toronto gatineau everywhere that we refer to each other which is great because that's how i built my business and my brand um and for so long, Toronto, Vancouver was known as like these super hot markets. And for that reason, Ottawa was underpriced for a really long time. Although everyone's saying Ottawa is a really hot market and the prices are going up very quickly, I still think it's underpriced. It's just catching up. It's just catching up to where it should be. Right. And people kind of get mad when I say that. They're like, what do you mean? It's so expensive. Is it expensive or are you just broke? It's a fact, though. Right. Like, we're dealing with supply and demand at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. There's only so many houses in Ottawa, and people are moving here like crazy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, you know, pure caveat, I know nothing about real estate. This is mm-hmm. not my space. Um, but from my real estate friends and speaking with people who know a little bit mm-hmm. more about it, uh, a townhome will go up and it's gone like that. Yeah. Over asking, like, you know all kinds of different properties single freehold even condos are being sold over asking Mm -hmm. like crazy what at what point do you think that does kind of cool down obviously you don't have a crystal Mm -hmm. ball you can't give me a date but how what at what part of this cycle do you think we're in then people ask me that all the time i think ottawa still got a few good really really hot years it's going to keep going up we have an influx of people coming in from toronto because if you think about it ottawa prices are still extremely affordable 
yeah. compared to Toronto and some other surrounding marketplaces. And we have a really, really high standard of living, right? Like it's a, I know people say it's boring. It's still a good place to live uh, in terms of pricing. Everyone's saying, cause I, I, I get everything people asking me about real estate opinions and people are uh, telling me, oh, I'll buy when the uh, bubble bursts. I it's hear like, that a lot listen, <laughs> at what price will the bubble burst at? Ottawa is very, very steady due to military, RCMP, government government transfers. And if there were, say, to be a bubble, is it going to burst at average price being $700,000? And when it bursts, it's just going to be steady. It's not just going to randomly decline. Right. Right? And if you just look at the demographics, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. Ottawa has, like, some of the highest average income in Mm -hmm. Canada. Yeah. So if you have a bunch of people who... I mean, the affordability or not, whatever, mm-hmm. but they're getting a steady income. They're going to want to buy a place yeah, for them and their family. So I guess it, kind of my next question then for the younger millennial, how mm-hmm. do you kind of how do you kind of like reassure them that, hey, like you there still is a place for you in this market. Just get your bread up. Like, yeah. how do you how do you break that to them? Uh, I get a lot of people DMing me, asking me about different promotions, <laughs> different like government incentives. How do I buy a house with no money? Like, I get every single question in the world DM to me. And realistically, I don't feel the need like I should reassure them. It's just work hard, make money, save your money, buy a house. There's still good money to be made. There's still a lot of money to be made in the real estate market. There's a lot of money to be made everywhere. And prices are still decently affordable. You can still get a condo for 300000 guys. It's not a lot. Yeah. And do you, and like, I don't know. If, Stop buying stupid shit. Yeah. Honestly. There's a lot of that for sure. Like a lot of people will complain about being broke or not mm. being able to afford certain things, but then be spending a lot of money on dumb things that don't actually mm. add to their income making ability you'll be surprised how many people have asked me how to buy a house with no money down it's like like do you expect things to be given to you i don't or people ask me as if i like scam the system like well how did like how did you buy a house and i worked and i saved my money and i bought a house you know what i mean there's no like secret trick to it like there's a lot of courses that are like these get rich quick kind of things guys just just work hard man yeah it really it's okay there's so many patience patience work hard be patient (laughs) there's a lot of those schemes and things things going around right now Mm -hmm. where it's just like people want that instant outcome without putting in the work Mm -hmm. without having the long-term thinking um you mentioned you bought a house yes and this is another thing i wanted to talk about because it's pretty dope um at what age 22 22 Mm -hmm. so you bought a house in um blackburn Blackburn. orleans kind of area and um you flipped it was a flip so it it watching that journey like from start to finish over your stories and stuff like hey guys bought this house (laughs) hey guys hate this floor hate this like renovating gutted it Mm -hmm. made it super pretty and super nice and we were chatting before the podcast because Mm -hmm. you we had you had a little housewarming party and it it was so great you could not tell it was that house Mm -hmm. now talk to me about this journey what made you buy the house so it's a house from the late 1970s 1979 it was built but i had actually been looking for a house two years prior wow like i started in real estate young and the one thing everyone asked me was well do you have a house or like what qualifies you to like help us buy and sell a house right okay um so there's a bit of that too yeah like you know what I, i don't recommend for everyone to buy a house young like don't 
make it an like I see so many people making it an ego thing like I have to buy a house it's like no you don't like figure shit out like and so many real estate agents will say yeah 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 bye 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 but it's like buy when you're ready do you think when you're ready you don't need to be an entrepreneur right away you know what I mean it's like figure it out as you go absolutely and make sure you're not house broke right that's another thing I was gonna bring up (laughs) yeah that's so important live in your means and so I started looking when I was 2021 not picky, didn't really know where I wanted to live, Orleans, downtown, do I buy a condo, do I buy a townhouse? I wasn't even thinking of doing a flip, but I've been selling so many homes to flip for clients and seeing how much money they're making. And also working with developers in these custom homes, I'm like, you know what, I just don't want another basic box house. I want to make something that's so uniquely me. And if you go into the house, so I mean, I got this house in a bidding war, uh, six six offers on the table wow uh so i went in like no conditions like way over asking but it's still a good deal so that's what people like think oh i'm i'm in a bidding war i'm gonna overpay you're not overpaying if it's still a good deal that's Mm. how i see it because now the houses on my street in the old condition my house is in is selling for a hundred thousand dollars more right you let the market do its thing real estate is tried and true Nine out of 10 millionaires become millionaires by doing so through real estate. Interesting. Like it's, it's tried and true. <laughs> right. So anyways, I bought this house, completely gutted and renovated it. And whatever I do, I like to make it so uniquely me. Like everything from the tiles and the paint. I was picking pink and green tiles for my powder room. Everyone's like, are you crazy? It all looks so stupid. Like, yeah, but it's me and I like it. And it worked out. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with it. I uh, turned it into a, it's a semi-detached. I turned it into a four bedroom. I rent out the basement and one of the bedrooms upstairs. I have the master bedroom and I turned the third bedroom into my office. My mortgage payment, honestly, we'll talk numbers, including property taxes, maybe 1500 a month. I get 1700 and I live there for free. Wow. So for a millennial, that would actually be my advice. If you're trying to get in, get a place, rent out the rooms. Right make a little cash there it's cash flow positive which exactly. is which is amazing especially hmm. you like that's honestly the ideal oh thing. man cra can't see this video though <laughs> <laughs> what 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 cash flow yeah it's just an about. example it's yeah, just an yeah, example this is, this is just a textbook. hypothetically <laughs> speaking yeah yeah that's a scenario that could happen yeah <laughs> no but uh i really like the way you've kind of done that and set that up and then with the with having tenants basically paying your mortgage yeah potentially paying my mortgage (laughs) potentially paying your mortgage um it it's like it's a great setup because in the future you're kind of setting yourself up you could still save Mm -hmm. a big portion of your income and you're not stuck there it's it's still pretty temporary not to say you don't like it it's great it's still yours but yeah at one point i know you're probably already thinking of the next thing and the next thing after that the best part about renovating even if it's like i renovated the whole house even if you did minor renovations and you let the market do its thing you can refinance that house pull out the equity and put it into another house and that's how you play the monopoly game and start getting more properties right yeah so realistically if i didn't have a down payment for another house i could refinance mine take that money and buy another wow that's that's how you make money yeah. right that's awesome you yeah that's basically creating money exactly yeah <laughs> you gotta create opportunities that way and that's yeah. why it's good to have a team 
of people that work with you, like people uh, like realtor, mortgage broker, a lawyer, like set that up so that if you're looking to build your portfolio, you know, you have that team to go to and that they're always keeping you in mind for deals as well. Well, that's a big thing. And it's your network, right? So Mm -hmm. when you went about, you know, purchasing this property, knowing it needed to be fixed Mm up, uh, knowing you can't live there for how long did it take beginning to end? Uh, four months until four, I moved in. Three, four, four months. Until four I moved months. In, yeah. Okay, you had to get contractors yeah. and people to do this work for you. And mm-hmm. a lot of the things you talked about purchasing. Talk, talk to us about how you got the stuff for the house and how you picked everything and like. Yeah, I don't think I paid full price for a single thing in that house besides the house itself. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I found deals. I, yeah. I shopped clearance section at tile stores, um, and I got good contractors i luckily i work with developers so they gave me their trades guys so i knew they're already reputable if i mean if you're renovating a million dollar house in westboro you can definitely do mine (laughs) so uh yeah it was it was a huge process and learning curve i don't recommend that everyone does a flip because it's a lot of work and you do got to be there yeah you you have to be on site to make sure they're doing their job because they don't know your house they don't know what you want and they need to know your vision and you have That's to make it. sure it's executed perfectly and it it wasn't just this easy road no. like you it, like it seemed and watching the stories and stuff and i'm gonna keep referring back to yeah, that because i, I legitimately it. watched them and i was like this is so cool oh i love like, it yeah because like you don't not everyone our age no one i uh, maybe a couple people but not many people are flipping houses mm-hmm. and it's like you see this on the hgtvs and the whatever and it just seems like well like i i couldn't do that right now at this mm-hmm. stage and here you are you actually did it but it wasn't just an easy journey like no. there was a lot of back and forth things you had and headaches it's it's yeah. a headache and with contractors as well if you're not there on they they do try to screw you especially being a, a younger girl like it's it's a hard business like managing trades like i'll talk to the painter the night before and say okay i'll see you tomorrow 8 a.m and he just won't show up like if you're not there like they just won't show up they don't take it seriously they're so busy with so many uh there's so many trades jobs available for them they don't really care right so you really got to be on top of the scheduling and managing and it's it was a huge learning curve for me interesting Mm mm-hmm what's uh the next purchase gonna be would it be in ottawa would Mm. it be outside of ottawa yeah are you already planning this so one of the reasons why i decided to actually go for a flip for my first property is because i wanted to not just sell flips to people i wanted to be an example right i didn't want to just tell people you should do this i wanted to do it myself and prove to them why you should do it right right i didn't i didn't I'm the type of person where I want to practice what I preach. Absolutely. Uh, so I've been looking for my next property over the winter break. I put an offer in two different properties. Um, I offered a little too low, but that's okay because there's also a point where you need to know what price to walk away at. Right. And you know mm-hmm. from your experience that you know it might be, uh, what's the word? I guess an overzealous seller. Mm-hmm. Would that be the term? Like yeah. someone who's like really like, no, it's worth mm-hmm. this much and the market might say otherwise so i'm kind of referring to like in a bidding war some buyers get so worked up and just wanting to win the bid that they way overpay for oh okay it. so for instance and i have this conversation with a lot of my buyers when we go into bidding wars i say what price are you willing to walk away from the property at 
we discuss it and I say, okay, let's stick to that. And because I have this discussion with them, they're not disappointed when they see someone bid 25000 above what they offered because they're like, you know what? They're kind of crazy to pay that price. And I, I tell them, I, I agree. Yeah. You tried your best and on to the next, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to have that number because if not, yeah. the ego can also That's get it. in the way. And you don't want post-buyer remorse and something like a house. <laughs> a lot. That ha- that's happening a lot in the marketplace right now where buyers are kind of stepping back and thinking, shit, yeah. I overpaid for that. And then yeah. they draw back their offer. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's not good. It, it messes It's not good for up. anybody. No, it's, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's a lose-lose. And then the seller is mad because it's yeah. like, well, I thought I got this price, but I guess I didn't. Yeah. So you, you got to have that discussion with your buyer. And that's something I talk to my clients a lot about. Um, so kind of like the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is you mentioned, um, well, no, you didn't mention this, but how do you respond to kind of like some of the criticism out there uh, about real estate agents? Mm. And it, this isn't me speaking, but no, I've, sure. I, I've heard many people out there mm-hmm. kind of dismiss the whole profession. And yeah. I recognize the value of it and yeah. how much that goes into the process. But mm-hmm. how do you kind of respond to that? Like, You know what? A lot of it, I do kind of agree. I got to say, like, objectively speaking, it's one of those industries that are so easy to get in, so hard to stay in. Uh, It's really high turnover. Only one out of four agents sell anything all year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And And is this full-time or part-time as well lumped Mm -hmm. into that? Well, one one out of every three agents drop out every year. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Because people watch each TV tv they think they can do it part-time mm-hmm. they think they're gonna get in and be a millionaire and that's yeah. just not how it works those right? stats are even crazier in toronto like just the yeah. sheer amount of real estate they agents. have like sixty thousand. or yeah, something, something yeah. nuts like that's like a real estate agent for every like i don't know few people which yeah. is nuts all these mm-hmm. people competing for obviously mm-hmm. bigger ticket houses like yeah. it's gonna bigger commissions if you do close the sale but you're swimming in a in a tank with sharks you know it's hard because kind of like what i mentioned earlier i do have to compete for a lot of my clients especially the hot ones the ones that are developing the ones that are putting up these million dollar listings because who doesn't want a million dollar listing right um so i'm always having to prove my value but when people see the value they get it and it's also like why would it's not like the client sells houses every day yeah so why would they take that task on? I get that. Right? When yeah. someone can do it better, faster, quicker for more money. Interesting. Yeah. Because mm. when you have more money, you just want it to get taken mm. care of. Um, but it's like then- dyeing your own hair. Like you can, <laughs> but do you really want to? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You could outsource this and get it done way better. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then also like kind of to that point, you're seeing a lot more, um, I guess, no commission kind of uh, agencies out there. What are your thoughts on those? And like, what would you say is the benefit of someone choosing Anna mm-hmm. Tran to sell my house yeah. as opposed to a, a no commission? Like, I don't know what they're called, like grapevine or mm-hmm. calm free or something like yeah. that. You know what? They, they've always been there. And I, I get why people try it. And there are some people that are totally capable of doing it. And I agree. Um, But, I mean, I don't even think twice about it. People talk about it. But I'm like, that's like, I'm so tunnel tunnel vision vision on like what I'm doing. Like, that's not even the really the clientele that I'm looking for. Right, right. Uh, Like, I'm not a discount brokerage. It's full service. Like, when you hire me, it's you hire a team and it's professional photographers 
everyone's outsourced at what they're best at. Like, I don't come in with a camera and pretend <laughs> to, like, take photos of your house. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this is a professional service. Um, and there's different degrees of that. And that's okay. And that's just not the clientele I'm looking for. And uh, it's always been there. So I don't think it'll ever go away. That's, But it's also... Like we were talking about earlier with the bidding wars and the first-time home buyers. As a first-time home buyer, how are you going to really know how to navigate the market and buy a house? Right. You're going to want a realtor. Absolutely. You know to, what I mean? to help you with it's things that you just like you can't buy yeah. that experience. Like, and it's a lot of legalities to it. Yeah, and you have lawyers you can reach That's out to. It. These people. Oh, I have the insurance. Inspector, everything. This that mm. everything. That's it it's full service so that's that's, that's powerful and i i like i like how you said that that's not my clientele it's not it's like, like i don't really stress don't care. over it not losing like, any I'm sleep not... over you guys exactly. man it is what it is and you know what i'm selling homes yeah. in westboro i think i'm good <laughs> no no i'm not saying it that way <laughs> no, no, i'm, I'm like... i know I, I know what you mean I, i'm, I'm yeah. joking around yeah. i've worked with um i cooperate a lot with um no uh what's like for sale by owners and i just deal with it the way i deal with everything else so it yeah. doesn't affect me no this question is kind of coming out of complete ignorance for how uh being a real estate agent is structured sure because like it is your own business mm -hmm. you are running it but you are under a remax umbrella mm -hmm. this question's kind of and correct me if i'm completely sure. like off base and ignorant but do you have plans to branch out and go on your own mm -hmm. so you're completely your own mm -hmm. like brokerage like I, like mm -hmm. yeah uh no that's a great question and actually and uh speaking about it earlier talking about how i have referral partners in toronto and gatineau and different parts of the world and that's the good part about being with a global company it's not just like a boutique local um there's value in both but i see tremendous value in saying that your listing is being translated into 42 different languages because it's a global economy. You can't just be like a small <laughs> local boutique anymore because someone coming from Toronto to buy doesn't know what the hell you are. Yeah, they don't even know what rep mm -hmm. you have or, oh, trust me, I've done this many exactly, things in yeah. Orleans. Like, At the end of the day, it comes down to the person um, more than anything in your branding. But if my girlfriend, Jen, who's a colleague in Oshawa, is referring me a client in Ottawa and she's with the same company, they're going to trust her and I know her through the global resources and branding and our company. So she's going to send it to me. Awesome. Right? So a lot yeah. of my deals come from out of town. And that, it's the great. relationships I build with them and it's the conferences I see them at. And it's also like our conferences aren't just like a local meetup at Moxie's. It's like we have Gary Vaynerchuk come speak to us. Right. And there's a lot of... Uh, growth and learning at these conferences and networking so that's so important that's kind of why uh i threw the party that uh you were at the other night so, you know networking it's young professionals yep. it's let's get to know each other even outside of business and work absolutely so, mm -hmm. and it's like, important. networking is important this is networking too yeah what, exactly. what we're doing right now and like you know hundreds of people are gonna listen to yeah, this hopefully <laughs> <laughs> oh absolutely like of course as soon as they see anna Tran, they're gonna be like yo let me download that but no but like f even for me if like from like the podcasting standpoint mm -hmm. everyone's been asking oh well how are you gonna monetize or oh how are you gonna yeah. get to this next level how are you gonna be this big or that big or compete i'm like dude 
I am like the doors this is opening for me is so much more important than any dollar value. Mm -hmm. I'm meeting so many cool people. I'm having great conversations that are, you know, documented forever. Mm -hmm. We can always go refer back to this. And it was one of, I I think, one of your toasts, one of your many forced toasts that night. But you were just talking about how just like, like we're all hustlers. We all have, you know, our passions and our lanes and stuff. And we're going to, we're gonna grow and this is just the beginning like yeah, we have 100%. so much to like grow and i'm i'm excited to look back when we do another podcast a yeah. few years from now and like it. you remember like that one we did <laughs> like this is where our mindset was at mm-hmm. and this is where it's at now and it's just gonna i i love it, it yeah I, this feeds me more than like oh yeah i got a sponsor and they sent me some protein bars <laughs> yeah cool man yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying no i feel you definitely yeah. it's it's very exciting and i'm so glad you liked my toasts i, I did loved that evening it. i loved it well <laughs> for people who don't know like the charcuterie board <laughs> setup she had i've never seen this much food it was a whole dining table just like there was no space for anything but all this amazing food meat olives everything like everything <laughs> you could imagine so it was done really well i Thank had a lot of fun but getting back to it let's um did i miss anything kind of major in 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 real estate before we kind of move on to our next topic because i grazed on a lot of topics Mm. and you know it's not that deep so we we can't just sit here for hours and talk about the nitty-gritty details but is there any like big picture thing that you really just want to tell the viewers about real estate i think we talked a lot about it yeah I mean, they can DM me if they have any questions. DM I guess. Anna Trend. Anna Trend Real Estate. Oh, it's hustling. I love I, it. You know what? <laughs> I, I talk so much about it. I don't even know what people want to know anymore at right, this point, right? right? Well, actually, um, I just came up with another question then. Okay. Like, so are you are you thinking about doing any kind of like courses or, or mm. things where you kind of put on seminars or yeah. teach people a bit more about real estate for those who don't know yeah. as much? So I especially love doing the first time home buyer seminars. I already right. have like a, a wait list of people who want to come to the next one. Right. Uh, so that's something I, I do. I do a lot of uh, coffee meetups and one on ones and meetups at my office. Um, I did the 52 coffee challenge this year. So every week I meet someone new for coffee. I've been doing like three a week, which is amazing because last year kind of took a little bit off networking because um, I did a lot of networking when I started in real estate. And then I almost like overwhelmed myself. So last year I kind of focused on other priorities and things in my life. And now this year I'm like, you know what? I miss meeting people. So, and a lot of these coffee meetings, they come organic and I don't like, I don't even realize they wanted to talk about real estate. And obviously we end up talking about real estate and (laughs) next thing you know, they're running a house, right? So that's awesome. um, I'm always open to meet, always open to phone call, anything just to chat, chat about business, chat about real estate, anything like that's something I'd be interested in. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about some of the things you do when you're not selling real mm. estate, which is travel. That's another important part of your life. If anyone goes to her Instagram right now, like <laughs> literally <only> travel. <laughs> all the highlights are just like all the different places she's been. And, and I love that because travel is a big part of my mm. life. So talk to me about some of the places you've been and mm. why travel means so much to you. So it's only been a week, I think, that I had all the highlights of a few of the places I've been in the past few months because people kept DMing me and asking me for like, hey, where do you recommend to go here? And I didn't want to highlight it because I didn't want to 
like flex to people that I travel a lot. Uh, so I didn't really want to push that on people's faces, but people genuinely wanted recommendations. So I thought, you know what, I'll highlight everything. Um, and I love traveling. I love getting away and I try to get away once every quarter um, to kind of clear my mind and focus and meet new people and experience new things. I travel alone a lot. That's something like kind of weird that I do. Like the last destination I went to was LA, I think two weeks ago. And it was literally like booked it not even 12 hours before. Wow. And like, I remember at midnight, my flight was, I probably booked it at like 5 PM. Uh, my flight, I had to leave my house at three 30 in the morning. And at midnight I was still trying to like book a hotel. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. But that's, that's the best called, way to go. Uh, no expectations, yeah. especially when you're young. It's so important and it is networking. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. like the people you meet, the places you go, the things you experience. That's just so invaluable. Yeah. And especially in high paced, high volume real estate sales, like you got to take time for yourself and see something new. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because it's not all just here. And no. so for like, what me, are you making money for, right? Exactly. You gotta see the world. You exactly. gotta go experience different mm -hmm. foods, cultures, people yeah. and just experiences in general. That's and it. I didn't really even know that until I actually went on an international exchange to Norway. I think we were briefly yeah, talking about cool. that. And that kinda really opened my eyes to just like like first of all like i could just hop on a jet and go anywhere i want like at any time like, yeah in europe it's so easy right to just get yeah. around and so i got to visit i think like i went to over 10 or 12 countries that's and amazing just and and you talked about traveling solo yeah. a lot of those i did alone and so it might sound weird and like i don't know why actually i think it's actually more fun almost yeah you're not waiting <laughs> up on anyone you're doing whatever you want it's you're in complete control of yeah. your schedule you do whatever you want when you want yeah sometimes you're even the person who's like needs to chill like i <laughs> oh my god like i yeah. all these expectations to do all these things yeah. i just want to hang out for today that's it so you just do that but um i think it's really important i've met some of the most amazing people just in hostels hotels airbnb like all these different places just like you just meet so many different people and you get to like download a part of their culture that's it learn from it experience it and that's so invaluable and i also think partly why i like to travel alone is because i have this weird thing about me that i love putting myself in uncomfortable situations mm -hmm. and that just forces you to grow oh yeah and the one thing so about a month ago I sat down with the guy I work for and I was asking him like, hey, what are like your sales goals this year? What are your plans? Like, what are you doing in terms of marketing? He told me all of his plans are really cool, like flyers, ads, this and that, new website. And I asked him, cool, so what should I do? What, like, what should I do to make the most amount of money this year? And this is the craziest part that I like, I got so shook by. Like, I was so shook. I had to go home and take a nap after. <laughs> okay. And think this is a guy that makes money off my bottom line so for him he wants me to produce as high as I can but you know what he said to me he said you know what at your age what you're doing where you are just keep doing a little bit more of what you're doing keep working hard but he's like don't stop traveling don't stop living your life he's like I see what you're doing and he's like I wish I was enjoying my life and having such a balanced life like you do at sorry that you do at your age right because he said you know I hustled so hard and I did four open houses a weekend he's like I made a ton of money but I hated my life and he said he's like man it seems like you're having a good time 
you have a house, you know, you're healthy, just just keep doing it. He's yeah. like, it's not all about the money. Just keep working hard yeah. and it'll just come. It's definitely a part of the equation. Yeah. And like, obviously making money is a big mm-hmm. goal and it's very important. But if you can't enjoy it and if mm-hmm. you can't experience things, you're never going to be younger. I was so surprised when he said that, honestly. It's so, that that is yeah. powerful. You want to hear that from, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's signing your paychecks or like yeah. you know like well you you know what i mean but for a guy yeah that's you know at his age basically looking back at me like i wish i traveled more yeah that was like fuel for me to that's validating that's, yeah that's that, validating you, you want to hear that because yeah. it almost is looked at by some people as like you just went on vacation you're just yeah. sitting on some beach some resort doing nothing and get drinking and just mm-hmm. like you're not being productive but it's actually a lot more productive. Yeah. You're actually a lot more productive. I find when I've gone on a vacation, yeah. I come back refreshed, mm-hmm. relaxed. Obviously, I wish I was still wherever I was or yeah. I wish I could be doing more of it. Mm-hmm. But you come back with this new sense of perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best word for it. It's like it's a new perspective. Right. Like when you went to L.A., mm-hmm. you were looking at la real estate oh man yeah like (laughs) i'm such a nerd i spent the sunday going out to open houses and looking at how they build homes and how we build homes so differently and how they were selling me on the homes and i did that genuinely because i i love it and i love learning about real estate and that's why i I do love what i do it's i not kidding when i say it's a lifestyle i was in la doing it right and it's perspective and it opens your eyes to the world yeah uh so traveling is just so important in that kind of way and it makes you more cultured and i know i'm talking about like la they're like hey how cultured can you be in la right uh but even when I'm talking to clients, like they ask, like, what do you do for fun? Like, where do you travel? They want to know you're a real person at the end yeah. of the day. You're not just like some robot. <laughs> yeah, some robot. Like yeah. they, they want to know you have like a life and they want to connect with you. Like my clients are my clients because I connect with them. And they connect with me. Right. And that's how you build trust as well. Absolutely. I never even thought about it that way. I never thought of travel as like almost a catalyst for conversation mm-hmm. and connection because there's so many times in my life, like right now, mm-hmm. where I've I've talked about my personal travel experiences. Like, oh yeah, I just one day I just got up and I just went to Italy for three yeah, weeks. I, I was like, it. why not? Let me just go to every major city in Italy, yeah. or let me just go island hopping in Greece or mm-hmm. Portugal or Spain. Like, I just went to all these places, yeah. and like, if I hadn't done that there's so many like conversations i've had just oh yeah i've been to barcelona a great place like Mm -hmm. i I really loved this cafe this thing this thing and it builds like you're building this yeah you're getting cultured you're getting cultured you're getting cultured so you're able to aware you're yeah you're able to relate to people because Mm -hmm. and this is funny and you're bringing this out of me now and this is one of the reasons why i've started this podcast is because I believe, and I'm still like working on fully formulating this, but I have this belief that all humans are fundamentally the same. I think, despite all our differences, you know, you're you have Vietnamese background, mm-hmm. I have Indian background. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're all human beings with very similar wants, needs, things that we want to accomplish: health, wealth, happiness, mm-hmm. decrease suffering for ourselves and our families. Just some basic things. I wouldn't have come to that conclusion if I hadn't met so many people from around That's the it. world who look different than me, practice a different religion, do like completely yeah. different 
but on the outside, like it's superficial. Then you get to know them, you talk to them. Oh, they're just they're just like me. Yeah, makes you <laughs> open minded, yeah, right? Exactly. So that's kind of where like it's not that deep. Yeah, it, it gets kind of deep because it's yeah, like yeah, no, hundred percent. It's like you know you go past that superficial layer. We're all just the same. We're all just yeah. trying to make it. You know, I didn't realize how closed minded I was until I started traveling. Absolutely, and seeing the world in a different light. Well, you get used to the people that you're surrounded by, and yeah. and these like scripts, these like this is one that I got caught in even recently is just like complaining about the weather here mm -hmm. or like oh i hate ottawa so much the weather yeah. sucks it's like well like obviously i don't enjoy winter weather but i'm still here right yeah like if i really hated it like if it was actually mm -hmm. i would have gone you would have left yeah. i would have left so it's kind of like it, these are just stories we tell ourselves and we've heard other people say it so we repeat it like oh traffic was so horrible today like yeah, but you were in traffic. Like, yeah, yeah, you're part of it too. So that's it. That's yeah. it. No, you're totally right. Yeah, I love traveling for that. It's huge. It really, it really opens up your mind. One of the next and kind of last topics, if okay. you can believe, we we're like almost at an hour. That's crazy. <laughs> Just real estate and traveling, right? <laughs> yeah. One of the kind of the last topics I wanted to discuss with you is uh, what kind of books and podcasts and personal growth kind of mm -hmm. uh, tools you you gravitate towards. Yeah. So what are you reading right now? What are you consuming right now mm -hmm. that's helping you level up? So podcasts I'm loving right now, Lewis Howes, ex-NFL player. He has a podcast called The School of Greatness. Ooh. He interviews a lot of celebrities, big time people, and he's just such a genuine guy and a great interviewer. I love his stuff. And it gets very deep. <laughs> like I was listening to one that he was interviewing Terry Crews. Oh, and nice. I thought it'd be like kind of funny and light. And I was like almost in tears, man. Like yeah. it was deep. He's got a story. Yeah, Terry yeah. Cruz. Yeah. I, have I, you heard a story? I have. It's a insane. Bit, yeah. Oh man, no, no. You should you should listen, I'll to, listen that. to that one. Yeah, that one's really good. Uh, I really like, and it's funny because uh, I didn't originally like Sophia Maruso okay. for her story and kind of. I don't know. I didn't get good vibes, but her podcast is actually very good. She's uh, the founder of Girl Boss Radio, and okay. she's the one that created Nasty Gal. She has a series on or Netflix. She has a really good, of course, Girl Boss podcast, and she interviews everyone from like rappers to business moguls, and she's a good interviewer. I can appreciate a good interviewer. Right. That's that's what I really enjoy. Uh, books right now I'm reading Extreme Ownership by Navy SEALs um, and military Jocko Williams. No, Jocko. Willink. Yes, that's it. Got it. I am only two chapters in. It is really good. Yeah. And I kind of get bored with books depending on how they're written. I kind of like things to just go straight for the punch. Yeah. Um, that's why I feel like a lot of books have fluff to kind of fill pages. And Definitely. <laughs> it's hard for me to get into them, but I'm really enjoying that one right now. Um, I'm a big Jocko Willing fan. Yeah. I love that dude. If you see his Instagram, I don't know if you've ever. Yeah, it's seen, just his watch. It's just like him getting up at 4 30 yeah. a.m. every day. The discipline. And just like, but he has this book also that I read called Discipline Equals Freedom. Really mm -hmm. easy. I think it's like 100 pages. Just okay. super easy read. And, but just the message is just so powerful. It's just like, 
we all mm. talk about motivation and yeah. like oh i'm so motivated this that you gotta want it when you're not motivated you yeah. gotta just discipline carries you through so many things yeah and, and that's sure- something that even i like still need to work on more like compared to some of these guys it's just like oh man i gotta pick up my shit <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it a little bit I, I fitness is probably one of the things you want to focus on a little bit i have more been focusing future. on it yeah yeah well i had a lot of health issues last right. year uh, which is why I did also step back from networking and other things. So I got a lot of that sorted out with throughout the year. It's still kind of figuring itself out, right. but I'm a lot better now. Nice. And I've been eating healthy and at the gym, so I'm really happy. It feels nice to be back because I used to work out a lot. Right. And then it's hard having that in my life and then not being able to work out at all. Like my doctor literally told me, like, don't work out anymore. That sucks. Yeah, so I didn't all of last year. Uh, basically donated my money to Movadi. <laughs> uh, so I'm happy to be back at it and feeling healthy. And you don't realize how much of a blessing health is until you don't have it. Absolutely. Great takeaway. Um, are there any other books you're interested in or are, like, are on the list for next little while that you mm-hmm. want to read? I haven't installed my bookshelf yet. Okay. You'll see that in my office the next okay. time you come. Sweet. I have a lot of books that I need to get to still. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I got this massive list and like it just keeps getting bigger. And I'm the same as you. Like, I'll start reading a book and it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, it's a great concept. Yeah. But there's like 500 pages in this. And like, could someone just boil it down and yeah, like, put it in a one hour podcast that yeah. I can listen to while driving somewhere? Yeah. I absorb it so much better. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> it's still good to read. I still try. I'm trying to only I'm setting a very low bar this year of 12 books, one book a month. That's if, a lot. If I that's could do lot. that, that's fine. No, good for you. I'll be proud of you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, but yeah, any other kind of like personal growth things that you know have been helping you out and like do you use like a vision board or i don't know like everyone's Mm. got their own kind of thing or agenda or something what helps you i always have a journal in my nightstand my nightstand's actually pretty specific if we're getting deep and personal (laughs) get there so my nightstand i have a journal i keep pocket pharmacy by sage it's essential oils i keep about five different bars of chocolate nice i have uh no i i'm I'm telling what is that weird no that's awesome five different bars i love chocolate i'm but i like love like i when i went to paris in the november i wanted to hit i think it was and i was only there for about four or five days i wanted to hit 15 different chocolate patisserie places right i didn't even stand in line at the louvre i didn't care to go to louvre but i stood in line to get hot chocolate you know what i mean comes back um, to self-awareness anna you know it. yourself that's, you know? It. that's it and i got uh two bars in there from paris uh one that from la um those are like the expensive ones. like these were expensive chocolates too like they were no joke right you know what i mean and then uh just a few other ones i have a scrunching a lip balm, Tylenol, hangover pills. <laughs> what what's a hangover pill? So in LA, I got these pills. It's called Blowfish. Okay. And you put in a glass of water, and it's guaranteed to get rid of your hangover in fifteen minutes. What? Yeah. So I keep that in it's my. It's like nightstand. liquid IV or something like that. Kind of. I've heard of a, like a similar kind of. Liquid business. IVs are like 
three hundred dollars. So oh, okay. this is very affordable. This is an affordable. Yeah, if you go to the states, it's there. You can get it at CVS or something. I don't know why I'm promoting them right now. Like screw that. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell? They're not even paying you, man. I know. Sponsor right? this podcast, then then we could talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, that's really cool. Yeah, but I always. That's a very specific nightstand. Yeah, but <laughs> what was I getting at? Yeah, the journal. Because you're asking me uh, about what motivates me and my goals. I always just write everything down, my intentions, how I feel, um, just to kind of know where I'm at and compared to my baseline as well. Um, and I don't, you know what, people always say they think of me like, like they think I'm serious or they think I'm, you know, really all about business, but I'm a lot more laid back than people think I am. Yeah. And the people that have really gotten to know me, like even my roommates, when they moved in, they're like, you're a lot more relaxed and chill than we thought you'd be i'm like i don't know why people think i'm so serious all the time they just thought but... you give off some anal vibe but you're like completely just like hey yeah, man yeah. i like to I, I like to have things in order but mm-hmm. i'm pretty chill man. But even, <laughs> I'm, like this is getting personal but even the guys i date they totally have one perception of me but i'm like the opposite of what people think i am so it's like weird i don't know why people think i'm a certain way but i swear i'm really nice <laughs> awesome this podcast has been amazing i'm sure we could sit here for hours and talk you're really easy to talk to thank you i really enjoyed having you here but we do have to wrap it up okay um is there anything before i get to my lightning round questions that you know you really wanted to you were itching to talk about or you want to get out there and just now's your time the floor is yours Follow me on Instagram. I there guess. you go. What Anna is it? Tran Ottawa. There you my go. like my Facebook business page, Anna Tran Real Estate. Go on my website, AnnaTran.com. It's getting a makeover right now. So it's like kind of in the turnover phase. <laughs> uh sign up for news. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Um, so we're gonna do a lightning round. Sure, it's it. it's pretty straightforward. I ask you a question, you answer. It doesn't have to be that short, just okay. answer it. Uh, so the first question, and it's kind of funny because we literally just kind of touched on this, but I didn't know that when I wrote this. What's so. in my nightstand? No, 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 not that. That would have been a little creepy. But yeah. uh, what's one thing not many people know about you? Because like, you know, how you're just oh, mentioning yeah. your perception so of you. That's so funny. Yeah, so anyways. So I feel like I know a lot of people on a kind of acquaintance, hey, what's up kind of basis. Yeah. Uh, but the people who get to know me realize that I'm, so different we just talked about this and i'm actually really funny guys <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned this to me before and i actually i died because <laughs> i i completely agree with you i Thank i you. my like my perception of you not being that close with you like mm. we don't hang out often yeah is like anna's about her business man. she yeah. gets shit done she's a hustler you know that's also kind of attributed to the social media world that we live in where you know you're we're all putting on something on display on our feeds or or Mm. whatnot and you kind of make these little you put people in those boxes a little bit and once i get to know you but it's like she's so laid back she's so cool very in tune very genuine just speak to her it's just a combo i don't try to because it's like i literally walk around with like ripped jeans and all my photos are just like i don't post a lot like in my stories i'll post about real estate but a lot of it will be like just me hanging out or me like being 23 just a person like i genuinely Mm -hmm. believe if it wasn't real estate if it was some other industry 
look whatever you were, you'd be obsessed mm-hmm. with at the time you'd still be the same person with yeah. the same passion drive and just like motivation for that another uh a lot of people think it come from some sort of family money okay so that's like the complete opposite like we grew up kind of poor to middle class but i guess I come off that way because i don't know like they i like nice things yeah yeah. So. <laughs> yeah so people definitely prejudge me just because i do like nice things and i do travel and i go to fancy places but uh, f those people yeah <laughs> live your life girl well, that's yourself. the only thing I, I gotta say for people that have perceptions of me so what stereotypes would you want to squash about the real estate industry as a whole that's a very open-ended question like literally you can say anything i didn't put too much into this one mm-hmm. can you repeat that again what stereotypes would you like to kind of squash or just like debunk about the whole real estate industry things people come to you every day and say oh like, like I don't know, like the bubble thing, for example, okay, would probably that, be one of them. Yeah. Or like, uh, or I hear this a lot. Real estate always goes up. Yeah. Like, it can't. It doesn't necessarily always mm. go up. It trends upwards yeah. in most cases. But yeah. is there anything like that where yeah. you would like to mm-hmm. so, set the record straight? Set the record straight. A lot of millennials ask me how to get into a house before they have money, before they're ready. It's like they just want to get in so quick. And we kind of talked about this, and. I hate, like, I'm a millennial, we're millennials, and I hate it when older people generalize millennials as, like, they want everything, but they do. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I work with millennials, and I'm like, you're not going to get that downtown hot condo for, like, the budget we're looking at. And it's so hard because all they do is, like, look at new construction and magazines and HGTV. And it's like, man, just buy when you're ready. It's entitlement, too. Yeah, it's entitlement. It's, like, they want to bank of mom and dad though that's that's also a big part of it yeah. it's like if mommy and daddy are willing to give you x amount of dollars for mm-hmm. your down payment mm-hmm. and that's already kind of taken care of now you're like well psh, i deserve this nice little mm-hmm. you know condo on richmond road mm-hmm. like right here in the heart of westboro this super nice two bedroom mm-hmm. but i I only want to spend four hundred thousand dollars or like uh. yeah and it's it's hard because i get people asking me like i said earlier like how do i buy with you know i do not have an employer or i have like whatever bad credit no down payment it's like you gotta work on yourself like yeah. you gotta work on it. you gotta work on your credit got to make sure you have a stable job because how people see it is the lender the Mm. lender determines how much they will lend to you and if you're too big of a risk for them to lend you money why would they take that risk right love it so that's my answer to that um if you were to give anybody one kind of tip for networking Mm -hmm. and this could be formal or informal settings one kind of tip for just speaking Mm -hmm. connecting or even generating leads Okay. Do not push your business card in their face as soon as you meet them. Be genuine and authentic with it. And don't just, because yes, the end goal for networking is to build business connections and networking at business. But I've always believed it's more than that. And uh, so I genuinely say like, hey, how's it going? How's your night? Like just start genuinely some people just come up to me like hey my name's this this is what i do what do you do and it's like why do i want to talk to you yeah you just like, completely killed my like, like yeah it's any, like oh okay a- any any chance of us actually becoming friends mm-hmm. like i feel like the goal and i don't know because i'm not in your mm-hmm. business but i feel like the goal should almost be like right 
on the cusp of like friendship we should be yeah. like we should be almost homies obviously yeah. we're doing business together but we should like each other yeah networking is like dating are you just gonna slide into a girl's dm and be like hey do you want to like sleep with me it's like no you're gonna talk to her you're gonna take like you have to go through those steps you can't just like cold solicit people because yeah. that comes off disgenuine yeah. and Very people can smell <laughs> Uh, commission breath from a mile away honestly. <laughs> commission breath i like that i haven't yeah, heard that so. one. <laughs> just be genuine with your approach in anything in life that's yeah. that's my tidbit <laughs> love it don't be desperate yeah um okay this one's kind of silly but what's one product or service you could not live without product or service yeah it's like a phone or like yeah. do you have a maid or like i don't know <laughs> is there something you can't like on a really with. surface level or on like a, obviously like you need that shit in your life level. On like a surface like level. A like a like I life would really, really suck without this one yeah. product. I mean, life would really suck without coffee, but I feel like that's a basic. Like I love my coffee. So. An answer is an answer. Uh, a a big... service. If we're just talking like fun, like. I love getting my hair washed, getting blowouts, and I love a good valet service. That's why I love going to Giovanni's because they have amazing I love service. That. You just pull up and just yeah, it's like care. thanks. Like I'm not gonna walk around, drive around for 20 minutes and find parking. Like but that's like a, I don't need it. That's just like really nice services to have, right? I just enjoy good service. If you had, oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I like the <laughs> if, fun ones. If you had access to only one million dollars. Where in the world would you invest it? In real estate, whatever it be. It's yeah. so open-ended. Diversify it a bit and diversify it on behalf of my parents as well. Let's say you had to pick one place to mm -hmm. buy like oh, I a million-dollar property only put it or something. in one place? One place, not diversify. Oh, oh, okay. That's easy. Ottawa real estate market. Ottawa real estate market. Um, a million doesn't get you far. No, not really. Like, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... Ottawa Real Estate Simple. Love it. Yeah. This has been a great podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank I you for really having me. It. Yeah. How'd you enjoy it? This I was, loved it. Yeah. 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 Thank Super you for having me. Super easy to talk to you. Thank We've you. we like over an hour. It was really fun. <gasps> yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank and you. Uh, just remember, guys, it's not that deep. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the It's Not That Deep podcast. For access to exclusive articles and content, please head over to www.itsnotthatdeeppodcast.com. And to help me grow this thing to the next level, here's what I need you to do. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast on all platforms, wherever you listen, and share with all your friends and family on all social media. And please leave a rating as well. Remember, it's not that deep.